This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Welcome to Nerd School. My name is Loki. Welcome to the Nerd School podcast. You jerk. I had like right right about the time where Fury hijacks the classification by having Dimitri. Yeah. Pick them up. Yeah. And I don't think I mentioned that that actor who played Dimitri is Newman Akar. And if you look at his Instagram, he tries to teach Samuel L. Jackson and Tom Holland other languages on Instagram. That's pretty funny. Yeah, this is after um, Spider-Man says he can't go. He's going to stick with his class and be a teenager. Yeah, so Nick Fury kind of makes the whole class. (laughs) The driver takes them to an unexpected destination, Prague, as Fury and Beck have learned that's where the fire elemental is set to strike. That sound yeah. right? Is that right to you, Art Star? Yep. Part of me, part of me feels like we were further along, but maybe we weren't. Maybe <laughs> we weren't. Well, as we start talking about, maybe we'll realize, then we can just push ahead and see. But you will do some time skips, Joe. Yes. You're the one who edits things. You're, we rely on your information. I know. Well, that's where I, this is what I highlighted. Uh, and usually, I highlight my word document when we. And and that you're all right. So if we're wrong, listeners, it is all Joe's fault. <laughs> That's true. And welcome, <laughs> listeners, to another episode of Nerd School. We are without we are sans our professor Andy, as he is on a uh, exploration trip in Utah where he's finding himself and he's trying to figure out uh, who <laughs> right. he is, uh, and he's exploring his sexuality. No, he's hob- hobnobbing with the famous film industry. That's what Andy's doing. That's true. He's at Sundance Film Festival where he's volunteered for years. For a long time. Yeah, where he's met celebrities such as Deborah Jo Rupp. We should have given him some very clear instructions and, and merch while he was there. We should have. We missed an opportunity, y'all. Oh, you mean merch to pass out and distribute. yeah, he should have just been putting nerd school stickers everywhere randomly, like yeah, moving right. them in random places. Yeah. So people will pick them up and be like, what is this? We we missed an opportunity. We should have given him those tights, those nerd school tights that I gave you. Yeah, I don't want him wearing the tights. I want him not to scare anybody. I want him to want people to know. But who that would are. make an impression and people remember that. I don't remember that guy. That's not the him. impression I want us to make, you, you know. Don't? No, that's the problem with nerd school. It's getting pulled in so many different directions because y'all are crazy. Because we are crazy, <laughs> but crazy, crazy, crazy. But thanks for listening, nerd herd. Thanks for coming back because we are now talking. We are finishing up Spider Man Far From Home. We're gonna finish it. Love up. that you say finishing. Let's try. Let's yeah, see if gonna, we can do it. I think we will. Uh, because we, we don't have Andy ahead. to hold us down and keep blind. right go off his weird yeah because it's Andy. totally Andy it's yeah, totally right. Andy it's all Andy that darn Ando yeah. yeah it's not Art or Joe who wants to tell us high school mascots it is not whoa whoa <laughs> well we are at this point where Dimitri takes the kids and they don't know that he's 
working with Nick Fury, but he takes the kids to Prague. Oh, we suddenly are going to Prague. But uh, we do see Spider-Man's kind of like, uh, what? That's where he knows that's where Fury is trying to take him. And then we get that funny moment where Martin Starr tries to take credit for them going to Prague. Yeah. Uh, by giving them hell. And then J.B. Smooth says, all I heard was crying. He didn't give anybody hell on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> crying. Like I little... just love the two teacher interactions in this whole movie. I would love for them to have their own show. Or have like yeah. a little in-between thing like with... Uh, shorts. Yeah, like with Thor and um, what's the name? Between that movie. I forgot what it is. Oh but yeah, like, like Thor oh, and yeah. is it Dave or is somebody? Dennis, like? Dennis, or uh, yeah, his roommate, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. Those shorts and just yeah, that would be great. Just JB Smoove and Martin Starr together. Um, yeah, missed that, opportunity, Marvel. Jeez. For sure. Yeah, just so just putting that out there. You know, I would not be surprised if something like that was in the works, but uh, it should be. I mean, yeah. it definitely should be. Yeah, those two are funny together. Uh, they're good characters. Anyway, before heading out, Peter is taken by a tall woman sent by Fury to give him a stealth suit. She orders him to take off his clothes and put it on, but he's found by Brad, who takes a pick of Peter. Love how you say taken. He wasn't taken. He was summoned. He was summoned. Uh, oh. Yeah, they stop. Everyone's oh, going Peter's to taken one by place. A tall woman. Yeah. Yeah. He's and summoned. she just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She kind of like pulls him she over. She summons him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, Brad sees them and takes a picture of Peter so he can blackmail him and, and win MJ away from him because it looks like he's in a compromising position with this lady because he's taking his clothes off. And Peter runs after him to get rid of the pick, but Brad says he knows what that Peter likes MJ too, and he thinks showing her this will make her learn lean toward Brad. On their trip, Peter finds Tony's high-tech glasses, Edith, which is the voice of Don Michelle King? Do you guys know who that is? Don Michelle King. That's I don't. I don't know who that is. If she's famous or not, but Edith stands for Even Dead. I'm the hero, uh, which Tony left behind. Uh, kind of a last little. Tony which is peak Tony. Peak Tony. Mm-hmm. Tony. Yeah, it's a funny little thing. But Peter asks Edith to handle Brad, which is misinterpreted as a request for an attack, and Peter has to somewhat discreetly stop the incoming drone from killing Brad as well as the whole class. Uh, so he just has Edith hack into Brad's phone and delete the picture. And it did work, right? They did delete the picture, didn't they? Yeah, he keeps trying to pull it up, and he's like, I had it here. Yeah, he can't pick it, he can't get it. Uh, that's funny. That's a funny bit. That's what Andy, this, Andy mentioned in a previous episode that, you know, we're talking about how dumb we all were at that age, and would I be smart enough to stop Edith from destroying Brad, I probably wouldn't have. Well, it wouldn't have been in your thought process if you were 16, 17, when you mean destroy, it's not kill. Yeah, right. You don't even think about that, but... Yeah, it wasn't a thought, but, you know, grown-up technology, grown-up results. After arriving in Prague, Mr. Harrington tells the students that they were given tickets to the opera, which ruins their plans to go to the carnival, but it was planned by Fury to keep Peter's friends inside to avoid being caught in the path of the fire elemental. Peter's fo- we, I just want to focus a little yeah. bit that it's not just Fury's call. It is Peter over and over saying that me being here is a danger to my friends. And so while he's advocating for himself, he spends a lot of time advocating for the people he loves yep. because he doesn't want them to be harmed. And so although Nick 
struggles to remember he is a teenager 99% of this film that is the moment where he does concede and allow him to keep his friends safe well it kind of I feel like now in hindsight of course hindsight being 2020 and spoiler alert we all know that Nick is actually a scroll at this point right kind of explains why he's not everyone knows, but spoiler alert, yes. Oh, yeah. not everybody knows. Right. Kind of... Some people are watching us like you and learning with us. Oops. So you have to remember that, Joe. Some spoiler people everybody. are listening to us because they haven't been into this. Wow. And into I think we we said that already. In last I know, but I, just but... a reminder, some listeners. Yeah. Sorry, listeners, we're following us. along. We we sometimes ruin everything. So if, if See, I say spoiler... uh, Not we. I, I don't ruin anything. Oh, just... TBJ. Never. Oh, TBJ. <laughs> Name oh. one thing. <laughs> oh, don't make me go back and listen to everything. I'm sure there's something. You can go listen to everything. I, oh, I stand will. on business. Whoa. Right? TBJ I is standing. stand on business. I do not ruin a thing. In fact, I dare say I improve things. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I would, I would agree. Much. I would agree with Talk that. much. No. <laughs> Just reasonable and self-aware. You're welcome. Boom. Whoa. And the icing on the cake. That's right. It is the truth. Yes. Well, I usually, I sometimes spoil things. I don't even realize they're spoilers because I'm so dumb. I don't even know things are things until later. So, but that our, our listeners hopefully realize that by now. But uh, anyway, Peter is. I think they're aware who we are. They know. Yes, they know who we are, hopefully, by this episode. Over 100. 100 and, is this 101? 102? Two, we want to two. Two. Anyway, Peter's forced to stay outside and be on the lookout, which ruins his plan to sit next to MJ. She follows him outside, and Ned and Betty follows, and they think the other two are headed for the carnival. Outside, the fire elemental emerges and begins to rampage. Spidey and Mysterio team up against the beast, trying to avoid letting it touch metal, or else it'll get more powerful. Ned and Betty are trapped on the Ferris wheel as Spidey tries to save them, while Mysterio fights the fire elemental spidey fires a web at the beast which pulls something out of it and makes it land near a hidden mj we don't know what that is at this point mysterio then uses his powers to dive into the fire elemental's chest and destroy it peter goes down to make sure he's okay however he still gets chewed out by fury for not doing what he told him to do uh as the gang moves to berlin peter and beck are called by fury and maria to discuss forming a new team Peter privately meets with Beck, and Peter thinks that Beck is the one that truly deserves Edith, since he thinks Tony only left it for him to choose who is worthy of succeeding Iron Man. So he's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's because he's I, having yeah. a mini existential crisis because he's a teen, yeah. Yeah. and it's a lot of responsibility. And uh, Beck plays his he plays his cards right. Yeah, yeah. Um, after Peter leaves, uh, Beck takes down what has been a whole illusion in the dilapidated building, and everyone, turns out everybody there works for him. It's not a bar. It's not just him nope. in the bar. And they're all disgruntled former employees of Stark Industries. Ugh. Beck has been making up the elementals to get people to see him as the hero using drones to create the destruction left behind by their appearances. He and everyone there have been pissed at Tony for stealing their work. His binary augmented retro-framing barf that they call as as uh it's something that they all created and Tony took the credit for and they've all worked together to get people to forget about Spider-Man or Iron Man and to make way for Mysterio. So uh, this 
I totally didn't see this coming the first time I watched this at all. What about you guys? Were you guys? No, I don't think. I mean, unless you, I didn't read the comics, so I will not speak for Art or Andy. Sure. I am not a reader of the books, so I did not see it coming at all. But like two seconds into it, I was like, mm, "Makes sense, makes sense," but yeah. I didn't see it coming. What about um, you, Art? I didn't see it coming. I think that was the mysteriousness of the this whole movie. Yeah, right? it's a lot of what's that word? It's a lot of um, smoke and mirrors, which Mysterio literally smoke, smoke, smoke and, mirrors. and mirrors. Yeah, I feel like some of them like, eh, really? Did you not like it, Joe? Well, some no. When I go back and watch them, I'm like. Really, I don't know that if you go back and look at it, those elementals are really doing damage. And I was like, was that really all done by drones? And how do you hide the drones? And uh, eh. Yeah, but if you look at the, first of all, you have to remember that Stark technology was ahead of its time, one. So it's not even just drones. Like their illusion is strong AF. Uh, And they probably kept them going for a while to make people think it actually happened. So I, I think we cannot dismiss how genius all of these employees would have been sure, uh, and how ahead of their time they would have been. And remember, they had access working in Stark technology to all sure. kinds of things. So they probably have all kinds of we don't even understand is what you're saying to destroy. Yes. I'm, I'm like watching that, that water, uh, watching that water elemental back, knowing this now, watching the second time, like, how is this just a video? Like how they really destroyed that tower and they're really destroying this stuff. But maybe that's the whole point is. But maybe it's not just a video in the illusion. Everything feels real. Right. So even though they were at that bar, think about it. He's still getting a drink. He's still sitting at a bar. So it's more than like a quick sight illusion. There's gotta be more to the technology because obviously if I'm on the bridge, I'm feeling the damage that's happening to the bridge. There's something more that's happening I think I don't think we need to dissect it, but I do sure. think it's more that than just fun out. I guess I think it's more than just a hologram. How about so anything? The reality could be anything at this point because if they can make yeah. everything artificial, now you don't know what's real anymore. Nope. All right. Well, Peter goes <laughs> agree to disagree. No, I'm not gonna say. Peter goes <laughs> back to the hotel to invite MJ to go out with him, but without anybody else. And I it's think so he, cute. Yeah, he likes her a lot, and they're actually. They're an actual real couple, everybody. He's not gay. Welcome. You didn't know that. <laughs> Spoiler, Joe. He's not gay. They've been a but couple for a little while. I didn't Fun think fact, game, though. So. Did yeah. you? So when they did the first movie together, yeah. the director, they were younger, and the director was like, don't even think about it. Like, do not couple. <laughs> do not think about it. Do not really? make googly eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a, it was a long time before they became a couple. By the last movie, they were a couple couple, but... They did not That's for funny. a very long time because he knew like two young stars, childhood. Yeah, yeah don't fuck it child up. Child stars who understand each other. I don't think that was his thought. You're in a fishbowl as an actor anyway. You get to meet another actor who's grown up in the same fishbowl. You yeah. guys obviously have some chemistry, some connection. Yeah. And so it's easy for him to be like, listen, especially in the first movie. If you date on this first movie and break up, I can't make three more. Yeah, right. So, yeah, you'll ruin our bottom line because you'll... Yeah, he called it on the yeah. first time. But I do 
like to point out because sometimes people still treat them like teenagers they're like 27 28 right <laughs> in the real world yeah. and so sometimes people look at them like oh my god they're such a young now they're grown ups love, yeah right yeah. they're full-ass grown-ups with lots and lots <laughs> of money um although there are breakup rumors circulating at this moment but we'll never well know. it can't last forever i don't think they're broken up i think she just is revamping her instagram it's all based on her instagram where she yeah. just changed everyone and followed like literally everyone i think she's just redoing it right now uh so everyone's like oh no they must have broken up she's changed her instagram first of all 99 percent of the time someone runs their social media um but two i don't think it's what they think it is well back to zendaya and tom holland both having tons of money uh let's just put it out there now if if the two of them want to fund an extra podcast that the, the nerd school takes on just about them. We can, we do, can do it and just make their, make right. them. We can do it. Let's we can go. Do it. We can take it back to Disney and Billy Elliot. Come on. We can do it. We can go we in got all this and out. Stuff. Uh, they got extra money. They could just, you know, all we would each want. Our cool 10 million, period. 10 million for each of us. They want to put us on payroll to just be. Yeah. Like just be your hype man, hype woman. We can do 40 that too. 40 mil, we got you. Nothing. That costs nothing. Pennies in a bucket. 40 mil a year. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, as uh, Peter tries to tell MJ how he feels, she cuts him off to reveal that she knows he's Spider-Man due to the many coincidences involving them being in the same places at the same time. And she then pulls out what she found at the site of the fire elemental fight, a projector that shows Mysterio fighting the as-yet-unseen air elemental. The two realize that Beck is behind the elementals, and then he's a fraud! Yup. Turning point in the movie. As Beck and his goons prepare for the air elemental Avengers-level attack, they find that the missing projector from one of the drones is in Peter's hands. So now it's that, that moment where you found out the bad guy, and the bad guy knows you found out the bad guy. Uh, and then it gets even, like, more crazy. So Peter goes to meet... Oh, go ahead. I think this scene where they are talking about him trying to get off his chest what he wants to get off is one of the cutest scenes. Yeah. Because he's trying to declare his feelings and she just blurts out when he pauses, you're Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not even thinking that he's trying to express how he cares for her so much. Yeah. She just wants to get the thing. And when he finally admits it, she's like, oh, I was like, kind of sure, but holy crap. Uh, it's really, yeah. it's a cute scene. Yeah, I feel like these two like you said, have such a chemistry that this is the, this seems to be the strongest MJ and Peter of all the previous ones, I think, because of their connection. Like, like you said, you can't deny that they have this thing. I, obviously, it's real, real life. And I wonder if that even contributed to them getting together when they were told you can't get together. So it's like the forbidden thing, the forbidden fruit you can't have. She dated a few other people in between. Like, she dated some hot people. Hot people? Mm-hmm. They weren't cold. They were just hot. Listen. Waka Flocka Flame, was that one of them? No, she did not date Waka yeah. What's Flame. Flame? Oh, no, I'm like, no, 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 Flame. don't do it. Don't do it. What were you about to say? I was about to say TC, but that would have been gross. Yeah, no. Um, no, she dated her co-star from, what's that damn show? Where they're all crazy high schoolers. Um, high school musical. No. Welcome back, Cotter. No, it's her show. Right by now. The bell. Her character's name is Rue. Oh, speaking of 
speaking of, Rue and I was starting to say this earlier. Yeah. Uh, who you thought was American, but wasn't American. The guy in the show, Jacob, I think it's Elodie. Elodie? Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Thanks for I, spoiling it. I didn't know that that dude was Australian. And until he last Zendaya. night. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know he was Australian until last night when I On seen Saturday him. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. What show is this? Um, Euphoria. Oh, yeah, there you go. A, he's a, also the dude. He's also the dude in Saltburn. If you're watching all watched. the stuff, you don't even have to watch it to hear all the things about yeah. that movie. Lord, there's but, been uh, so much talk. But um, it's a show about high school kids with adults. Like Euphoria is. Yeah, and it has it has nerd. Like if if you're an extreme nerd, you start picking apart little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. So I think her name is Sydney Sweeney. Is it Sydney Sweeney? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in the new she's she's gonna play a spider woman in the new Madam Web movie. Well, so I just saw like, a preview for that. Zendaya is? You know. No, oh. Sweeney. Follow the trail. We're all oh, linking to Cindy you Sweeney. I thought you were saying Zendaya plays somebody named Cindy Sweeney. I mean, it's it's basically two degrees of Zendaya right. co-stars from that uh, yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I but my point is in between getting together, she dated um Jacob Elordi. She dated Odell Beck Odell Beckham Jr., who plays sports ball. Odell Beckham um, Jr., really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He seems so cool. she did. So they were From like, your Baltimore I, Ravens, Jeff. Really said she's sports. 30 something. You know, he plays sports ball. Yeah, Baltimore um, Ravens, art stars from Baltimore. Oh, and I made a little comment. I'm gonna make it here on the on the podcast. Last night, Baltimore Ravens tight end. Uh, Isaiah 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 likely scored a touchdown last night for Baltimore Ravens, and he is a tight end from Baltimore. And Arthur Lovely has a tight end from Baltimore. Lord, see, this is how we go so far away. Go go back to the movie. They're cute. Right. Peter goes, goes to meet back to the hotel. Yeah, Peter goes to meet with Fury and Maria about Beck's Before true motives. Skipping the funny bits, Joe. Which bit? I'm Before just reading the synopsis meet. that somebody else wrote. I know. Before he meets with them, they go back to the hotel and Ned comes in and it's the Ned finding out that she knows and then being all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But being all like, welcome to the club. I've always known. That is hilarious to me. Now That's an adorable moment. Yeah, definitely. I know his spider. Oh, you know his spider? I've known for a while. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the club, basically. But he tries to play it off first. Like he comes in the room and he's like, what? Um. Okay, now you can go. He goes to Fury. All right, Peter goes to meet with Fury and Maria about Beck's true motives, but it turns out Beck has caught up to Peter first and has created an entire illusion to trap him in. He taunts Peter for not being the hero he wants to be and even forces him to endure a projection of Tony bursting from his grave and coming out to terrorize him. This is a kind of a creepy, crazy part, you know, where he's like fighting all these illusions and all this weird shit. It appears as though Fury subdues Beck and asks Peter who else he told about Beck. And he admits that he told MJ, Ned, and that uh, and that Ned probably told Betty. This turns out to be another one of Beck's tricks, and now he knows to kill Peter's friends. So he kind of fools him in there, and so now and now he's even scared more. He's like, oh, shit, now they're a target. He also puts Peter in the path of the train, which appears to strike him, but Peter's merely hurt really bad, and he passes out on the train. Peter wakes up in a jail cell in the Netherlands, 
After breaking out, he calls Happy to come get him. While Happy tends to his wounds, Peter breaks down and says that he doesn't get why Tony would pick him as a successor when he keeps screwing everything up. And Happy reassures him that Tony believed in him for a reason. That he knew it's a Peter sweet be, moment. Yeah. It's so sweet. And he knew Peter would be the hero he needs to be. And Peter picks himself up and goes to create himself a new suit from Tony's computer before they head to London to rescue his friends. And anyone note when he's making the suit, what's playing? Show you don't get the music reference while he's building his suit. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. I honestly, that whole those last couple things, I don't. I think I forgot. I gotta go back and watch it four times. <laughs> I don't remember but the this. movies and a callback to Iron Man in his lab making his suits. Is it the it's Iron Man? The ACDC song. I don't know who these white bands are. Oh well, then what is it? I don't know the name of the song. It's the song oh. they always. He always does. I am Iron Man. That one? No, not that one. That's not what he plays when he's building his suit. Oh, when he's building it, it's a different one. Art, do you know? I can't can't even remember the song. I just remember the the look that Happy was giving him as he was was working on it. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up now. I can't remember this part. My brain is really bad. But one, this scene reminded me how much I, how much. How underrated Happy is yes. in every single yes. movie. John Favreau. But also Happy, he's, it's, it's weird, like, Happy it's, they always, they kind of, I feel like sometimes they kind of lean him towards the goofy foil in the movie. Yeah. But yeah. then once you said it, like when he was talking to, uh, is it Morgan? Yeah, Morgan, right? Who? Morgan Stark. It's her name. It's Morgan. Oh, the daughter. Oh, the yeah, girl. the baby. Yeah. yeah. About so the when he was talking to her, her, like, you know, yeah. just, like, you could, fit, like, then when he's do- talking to Peter, then yeah. they change between him and May. It's almost yep. like ha- Happy could possibly be the most underrated star of the MCU. I think like, you even, like rain. Even wait, rain. wait, wait until you guys yeah. watch um, season two of What If. It's Happy Hogan heavy. Oh, and is it's it? Like happy, yeah, Happy, happy awesome. can carry a show. He, he reminds me of, similar to the character um, from the Thor movies, that's um, the girl from Two Girls in a Pizza Place and a Waitress. Cat Dennings. Cat, Cat Dennings. Dennings. Put some respect on her name. <laughs> yes, always. But you know, it's like similar, Darcy. similar where she's, she's good. She's also in one season two. And her and Happy, her and happy they share scenes together. Oh, that could be another show. Cat Dennings and Happy Hogan podcast <laughs> oh, show yeah. or whatever. So Cat Dennings, if you're listening, we would all <laughs> be willing to cut off a finger to meet you. Is that right? Wait. Cut off a finger, but I'm down. <laughs> She's hot. Anyway, She just cl- got married. Just side note. She recently got married, and I fell in love with her more because she DIY'd so many parts of her really? small wedding in her to? backyard. I think it's a musician. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. She's some guy from something. It was so cute because she was like, yeah, and then I, you know, I made these things. And I'm like, yes, a woman after my own heart. So I dated a girl in high school that looked, I feel like, looked just like her. And I was like, but... It didn't work out because she was too young for me. So, and then you won the most wonderful woman alive. So you're fine. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. I didn't know her yet. Anyway, the class is taking a tour, <laughs> a tour bus ride around London, but it's driven by one of Beck's goons. 
They stop on the London Bridge as Mysterio gets the air elemental ready to attack. Spidey shows up in a new suit for battle that he just made, right? And Happy yeah. goes Happy goes to get Ned, MJ, Betty, and Flash. But his jet gets blown up and they have to hide in a medieval tower as the drones go after them. Now, okay, I remember this part. Uh, they hide in a room, but MJ manages to knock down a drone with a mace before, before having to stay locked in a room. That was, cool. that was a cool part. Uh, Spidey enters the illusion of the air elemental and webs all the drones together to get them to crash and break the illusion. And he proceeds to destroy more drones before Mysterio has him cornered and faces a horde of drones directed at him while under an illusion. And using his spider sense, Spidey dodges all the drones, destroys them all, and in the chaos, one of them shoots Mysterio. And Peter goes to get Edith, but Beck attempts one last illusion to kill him, and it fails, leaving Beck to die in disgrace. Peter then disables all the drones. Afterwards, he and MJ run onto the bridge to meet with each other, they acknowledge their mutual feelings and they kiss. And yes, they he kiss. gives her the gift. And he gives her that thing that's all broken, right? It's broken at this point. But she's still. Yeah, I it. also want to point out in that scene while they're all fighting in different ways, we get yeah. to see a little bit more of other characters. So yeah. we see the homie who's already always recording his video. It's side note, a low-key hero because he helps Happy figure out where everyone is. Yeah, flash, and then right? We yeah. We see Zendaya. You know, gearing up to battle, and 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 her and Betty and Ned and Flash. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the big culmination. Battle. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. we see like everyone's ready to fight. Obviously, now the, the teachers are freaking out again. Another gem is when the teacher's like, "I'm gonna go ask the bus driver what's happening," and then he goes, and the bus driver's gone, and he goes back up, and JB's like, "What are you doing? Where? What did the driver say?" And he freaks out. So this whole big scene has so many little bits showing, still showing everybody off yeah. while Spider-Man is uh, beating Mysterio. And that's that's an amazing thing the MCU has done this entire time is developed all these characters that there's just so many in the Marvel Universe and they've done a good job of giving everybody their moments and you still want more, but at the same time, you're developing these people. Even as small as J.B. Smooth's character, it's like somebody you want to get uh, to know more. So, uh, it's cool. Uh, Fury tries to get Peter again, but Happy tells him to leave the kid alone since he's with his new girlfriend. Um, and then the Also, are, but yeah. he's low-key saying, let the kid be a kid. Let him be a kid. Yeah, just it, He really is saying, let the kid be a kid. Let him be a like, kid. Back he's off, girl- jerk. Like his girlfriend is 16. You know, he's 16, he's got a girlfriend. That's the world, their kid. Also, side note, because I knew I had to, I was, I couldn't go through this whole episode. It is ACDC. It's back to black. Back oh, in black. Back in back black. In black. So we played yes. that. This is how old I am. When I was in, when I played high school football, that was like basically the first song. Hell's Bells and Back in Black were the first two songs on our hype, hype uh, tape that Did we y'all played in the locker room. Uh, no. Yeah, we had very different hype soundtracks back then, Joe. Well, very, very different. Well, well, here's the funny thing. So my, you know, when I was a freshman, like freshman, so the older guys made the tape. Freshman, sophomore, junior was always just ACD, DC, uh, Nazareth, stuff like that, like that kind of white people rock and roll. And then my senior year, I made a new tape, and I put uh, Onyx uh, Slam on there. As you should. And a bunch of the white kids got really upset 
And we're like, what's this doing out here? There's not supposed to be rap. And every, a bunch of people like started like, I, I'm of course I'm embellishing this in my head. I feel like they all cornered me into a corner. <laughs> and we're like, we can't got to take this off. Turn that off right now. And then uh, my defensive line coach, because I was a nose tackle my senior year, my defensive line coach was like, hey. And everybody looked at him. And he he went to the school years ago and played running back, was an all-star, and he was a defensive coach now. And everybody respected him. He was like, I like that song. And then everybody shut up from then on. And then now we had <laughs> rap. Like, that introduced rap to the hype. So you got to make, you got to take a stand. You got to make changes, man. Listen. Onyx slam on your White Bless yeah. my high school year, though. DMX. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, you're younger. DMX wasn't even a thing yet. That much younger than Joe. We've established this most. I deaf, remember, I remember when I was in art school, right? Yeah. So there were, I mean, like we, we had different nationalities, but there were three of us that were black. And this was my sophomore year. Yeah. And like the way we had, uh, this is a small school, though. How many people were in the class total? I can't even remember, but I think we had like 400. It was a private art school. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. so, but like the way sophomore year, the way we had class set up, we had like, it was like three classes. So, like, and we would rotate. So, we would have like a certain number of people in one room, a certain number of people in the other room, but you could hit, like, you could walk in between the rooms. So, I remember having my CD player. Playing DMX, <laughs> and I had like these really cheap earphones. So you so talking had, like a, a CD like Walkman thing that you carry yeah, with you? Yeah. <laughs> that's old. So we didn't have iPods yet. One of the things. So, that's like, true. Yeah, we didn't so have I'm, that. Yeah. So I'm playing this DM. I started playing it. It came on real loud, like it like just DMX. But then <laughs> uh, one of the ladies, girls in the class, she came. She looked looking like who playing DMX because it kind of blew her mind. Yeah. You know, but so and then on the flip side of that, in my junior year, I was, you know, we had different studios. So, you know, we, junior year, you get to rise up, you get to like sophomore, yeah. freshman year. Yeah. It's like, it's not necessarily a studio, it's more like a classroom. But then right. in your yeah. junior and senior year, you actually get studio space. Okay. So, junior year studio up on like the third level, like there's a kid across from me. And I want to say he was from like Washington or something, but he 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 gave you stoner kid vibes. <laughs> like he started playing his music, and like we, me and him, we're listening to like Wu Tang, and the kid was kind of <laughs> like I I wouldn't expect him to be all about Wu Tang. Like gruff but those are the best kinds yeah. of people. Yeah. Those yeah. are my favorite people who unexpectedly blast out rap when you're like, I thought he was a loner emo over there. Yeah. Like, yeah, it could surprise it you. I'm like, well, yeah. okay. Yep. Those yep. are my listen. Missy Elliott came out when I was in high school with the for her first CD. Oh, Missy Mr. Meaner Elliott. Yep. All of that. Th those were my um hype songs. Put the fling down slipping and reverse it. Whatever she says. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's your flipping dipping dap derp. Anyway, the students return home. Peter sits happy and May down to discuss their apparently developing relationship. But while Happy thinks they're an item, May thinks they're just a fling. Uh, yep, that's funny. Yeah, that was kind of a funny moment. And then Peter then goes out to meet MJ for a date as Spidey, and he takes her for a swing around the city, although the heights freak her out. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't they? Moment. That's who, who wouldn't they? But then here comes the 
the, the tough parts. Mid credits after their date, Spidey drops MJ off in the streets, and they then overhear a breaking news broadcast in the middle of the city. Apparently, Beck recorded a video before his death and sent it to the Daily Bugle, and it's shown by none other than J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. Simmons, who played uh, he played J. Jonah Jameson in the old ones, right? Is that right? right? Yeah. So, and, so this is one of those moments where now, as Andy was saying, nerves was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like having, yeah. So you're having someone from another from another from another Spider Man movie pop up in the current Spider Man movie. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Like this this proves that they're in the same universe kind of thing. Yeah. So th- and yeah. And this was before this was before the all the animated stuff with Miles Morales and everybody, right? Before all the multi Spider Verse or whatever it's called. The right um, You're talking about before the whole world got a big explanation of the Spider Verses. Yeah, like before we yes. knew that there's eight billion Spider Men's and whatever they're in the same kind of multiverse type of thing. This movie came yes. out first. Okay. Well before. So nerds are thinking so you guys are thinking nerds are thinking anything is possible now. Like anything that's happened before could possibly be right in this universe. Just because, like, just like the, just like in the Deborah Joe Rupper race. <laughs> it's like the fact that now J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons is in this movie. Yeah, means that Andrew Garfield, like Andrew Garfield, Toby, all of these people are in this universe, kind of thing. Yeah, so it kind of brings them in, just like the Deborah Joe Rupper verse. I'm glad you brought that up. And what? <laughs> what place... super super confusing spoiler? Yeah. Um. You know, Andy mentioned last time. You know, when you mentioned something about Venom, how they put they you know they brought yeah. him in, yeah, pulled them back out because technically Sony is still holding on to certain properties. Yep. So this new Spider Man movie that's coming out, I almost call it Spider Man. This new this new movie. I'm about to say it's not Spider Man. Madam Web. It has all of these, like they're like literally. It is pulling from one of one of the great current or you know recently recent storylines in Spider Man comics. Uh, okay, but, so Madam Web is from Spider Man comics, right? Right, right. Okay. But, yeah, very but, much. So Sony owns kicker, all of those characters, right? But the kicker is, it's in the Sony verse, which includes. The bullshit ass Morbius movie, uh, the Venom <laughs> movies, and uh, the Craven movie that's coming out. I'm assuming sometime this year. Oh, they own Craven because he was a Spider-Man villain, right? Oh, but it's it's like so it's it's like one of those things where it's like different. who know and it, and again who knows what you know backroom dealings are going to happen. Yeah, whereas like you know we still have the the third um. It's so confusing to me movie that to come these, out. these Spider-Man movies like, are in the Sony-verse, but they're also the yeah. MCU. But we, and we don't know what's going forward with, with the multiverse and yeah. the MCU. So it's almost like at some point, there's going to be some big wigs sitting down. Someone's going to have on a backwards hat. Someone's going to sit there. <laughs> Kevin Feige is going to come out with his hat. And they're all going to be sitting here like we have, we're like gajillionaires. Yeah. You know? Let's see if we can put together this universe properly and give the nerds what they want, only to do like they do in comics and destroy it all over again. So 
who knows? So speaking of gajillionaires, if somebody wants to give the Nerd School podcast a gajillion dollars. We're always open. We will create whatever universe you want us to create. A Deborah Joe Rumpiverse. We could do it. Anyway, what, what J.K. Simmons is playing as J. Joe Jameson on this episode of the Daily Bugle is a doctored video done by Beck to make people think Spider-Man orchestrated the drone attacks on London and Beck then out Spidey as Peter Parker to the whole city, leaving New Yorkers in disbelief over their hero and putting Peter in a very troubling position. That This gave me so much anxiety, and I know that's the whole story of Spider-Man. That's that the point. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks he's that the, a villain, and that's part of the thing of Spider-Man, but I always hated that. I remember hating that in the comics as a kid, hating that whole angle of it. Like it made me not even want to read it because it's like it's not fair, it's unjust. Well, and I the don't crazy like it. part is when in this scene, it's it is anxiety-inducing for two reasons. One, Peter has gone through a lot, and he's like in a good place. Yeah, but again, he's also still a kid. He's so for to them to report yeah. on it and yeah. say this teenager. And making him such a bad... He is a kid, and you just put the public spotlight on him. Uh, you've already painted him as a villain, and you put the public spotlight on him. It's like, oh my god, y'all. He yeah. is a kid. Yeah. He Does he need this, trying to go to high school, you know, on Monday, and having the whole world... Some people are going to obviously be fans, and other people are going to try and harm him. He is yep. a teen. That's me. Yep. I, I, you know... You're the, the mama mom, bear. Yes, the mom comes out and, yeah. you know, I literally would murder for my children. <laughs> uh, I have no shame. If you ever see me in jail, it's probably because someone did something to my kids or my niece or my nephew. Or, or Kevin Grooms. Yeah, Kevin. Or, Let's protect Kevin at all costs. Or, or Chris Hemsworth. Uh-oh. Yep, probably. But he's got his, Chris has his wife. She's pretty, like, ride or die. So I'm not as worried about him, but I if I were his guardian or caretaker, I would be in a rage that yeah. someone released the information of a team. Because wow. think so about it. In the criminal justice system, I sound like I'm starting a law and order episode. Which you um, can do. we could do a law and order podcast. But think I about I do it. watch Law and Listen, Order. I could. <laughs> okay, I could. Go ahead. Um in, when teens are accused of stuff, they don't always release the teen's name. Exactly. I was going to say that, yeah. Because it could cause more harm right, than yeah, anything yeah. as they right. figure stuff out. And so there's a reason they do that, because even if the teen is insane, they still have a level of protection for a child while they figure out if they could be tried as an adult or a child, right? Yeah. So while they're still assumed a minor, we don't release that much information. Same things with a lot of minor victims. Their their names are sometimes released, but it's really up to families. It's not an automatic thing. So in this, I was enraged, and I cannot express how enraged I was at the thought of someone releasing Peter Parker. He is a teen. We yes. just spent this whole movie going over how he is just a kid trying to do his best in the world. And grown-ass people... Or like Target, Target. Well, Target and, acquired. And then we have the post-credit scene with uh, where Fury and Maria are re- revealed to have been Skrulls, Talos, and then Soren, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, and Sharon Blinn the whole time. They were ordered by Fury give Edith to Peter, and Talos gives Fury an update on what had just happened. Uh, 
yeah, Fury is then shown to be relaxing on a scroll ship, which she's apparently commandeering. So here we go with the spoiler, you know, the spoiler alert is now done because now we know that they were scrolls. Um, well, he was actually in the sword station. They were what? He was at the sword station. Oh, sword, the sword. Ship, right? Yeah, the, I don't yeah. know. This is just what this uh, somebody else wrote this. Oh, okay. Thing from that I stole off the internet. Uh, but one thing I did find on IMDb, and I meant to copy and paste more of these things, but you know how IMDb has like the trivia section and the mm-hmm. goofs and the little unknown things. I they said that on according to IMDb, Peter Billingsley played William Gint- Ginter Riva, which is one of the one of the bad guys that was with Mysterio. And we talked about how he found those bad guys were former Tony Stark henchmen. And I guess he was the scientist who Obadiah Stane yelled at for uh, failing to miniaturize the arc reactor like Stark. So they actually pulled all the way back to Iron Man 2008, which was, I think, what, the first MCU film? Well, I think you can find, like, if you find a, um, on YouTube, yeah, if you look at, like, a uh, review of this movie, like, I I want to say New Rockstars does one where they actually show you clip of that guy in Iron Man. Yeah, that's the, the actually the same guy. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I think on the IMDb page, I think there's a picture of him too. And I was like, oh man, I don't even remember that. But now that you read it, you kind of remember that. So it's amazing how thorough the MCU is, you know, uh, about this whole thing. But um, cool. they should just hire the nerd school as continuity experts and stuff, and we'll just we'll help them in the future. That'd be a great job. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh yeah. Once upon a time, longed to be a continuity expert on films. Just taking like random background extras from movies from 2007 and insert them into as characters in new movies. Ah, yeah, it'd be great. I would love that. Um, anyway, so that's the end of the movie. We finished it, we got to the end of another movie. And we finished and almost in record time. Yeah, well, yeah, because without Andy blabbing quite. about God knows what. <laughs> right. And it's definitely it's, not Andy. It's, no, you it's, speeding, but... it's you speeding through some of the cool parts of the damn That's movie. true. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, but we finished phase three. Yeah. Right? Is yep. the last yeah. phase three? We have finished done, a phase. Done, done. The phase is over. And so now now we're at a now we have now we are going to have a business meeting. Yeah, we got to have our business figure meeting. Figure out what's next. Because yeah, because we we've, we've we've ruined our own multiverse. Yeah, we did. Well, because we watched a lot of the TV shows. In, right, and the, I think the first, yeah the first show got so excited when those came out. Division. We yeah. did, we yeah. did, but there we'll figure out. I don't blame us. To, like, we'll, we'll navigate it. Back. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got. We're it. gonna we introduce some. To... Yeah, this next season we're gonna introduce some Star Wars. There's gonna be some D and D stuff, I think. Um, James <laughs> James Smith is determined to lead Stop us. Stop saying people's at first and last names without their permission, Joe. <laughs> well, he's gonna be on the show, so and then that's fine. But you have a knack for saying people's first and last name without getting. Well, James Todd first. Smith is uh, L Cool J. That's true, but it's that's not who's gonna be on the it show. It might be anyway, L Cool J. Anyway, a friend of ours is a, is a great DM, and he is yes. determined to lead us through a dungeon. Uh, a, a campaign and he's figured it all out. He can't wait to have us on and he's he wants to and lead Tiffany it. Tiffany so. has never played it, so this should be really interesting. Yeah, that's why and I even told him like we need to do it from ground up. Like let's have an episode where we make our characters. That will be hilarious. Yeah. 
So basically, next season we're gonna expand some nerdness. Do some Don't worry, we have not forgotten spoilers. about this, but we are going to expand a little bit. But we're gonna try and do it in a way that's semi cohesive and not as random as our brains or episodes are. And if you remember that episode where Art and I talked about Doctor Occult, I decided to think another thing I want to expand is I want to do periodic book reports, comic book reports, and I present it to the staff. The, the teachers, you guys, as my yeah. also also characters. Let me. This this is kind of cross podcast, but I want the nerd world to know that Joe had. He, it wasn't even a battle. It wasn't a battle, but jo, like I, one of the professors, defended Joe. Um, when Joe made a comment against someone who's probably on the nerd level of Ando when Joe mentioned that Dr. Cult <laughs> oh, was right. the first superhero. And this nerd went in and was started talking about Superman and this from 1938. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Joe did his research. Joe knows. Yep, he was yeah. trying to correct Dr. me. Cult yeah, popped up in October yep. of 1935, which predates the man in the cape. There you go. And Joe the is guy never, he never came track with anything. It Out in these nerd like, streets. Whoa. I'm getting in arguments and art star my TA. It's like you're on the playground and you're dropping knowledge and somebody else is telling you you're wrong. And then your TA shows up and is like, actually, he's correct. Yeah. I love it. Well, <laughs> we let's keep our record time a record time and yeah. thank everyone for this episode. Yes. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we say record time and then we go on five. And we blab on about everything. Yep. But this does conclude. Blathering, blathering. This is phase three. We'll be back in our next season as nerds with a little expansion. But I promise you, I will force these guys to be semi organized about what this expansion looks like. What better way to end a phase of the MCU with, with TBJ saying Excelsior? That's never happening. So, <laughs> sorry, friends. Later, nerds. That's never happening again. Thank you for listening to the Nerd School Podcast. They say I can't rap about the president no more. But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor. Still more incarceration of my kids been by the prisons. And people thinking this election to end in racism. Proud of a pessimism, glad to see Obama. But don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems. Mr. Officer, now they POTUS look like me. You don't think again we're seeing brothers rolling down the street. Every Martin Luther King on his American dream. Still a Rodney B&B and screaming, fuck the police. Me, I'm running through the passage, trying to get away from master. But the dogs is on my ass, I gotta move a little faster. Can't pass for Caucasian, but I got a couple papers from the plantation saying I graduated. Congratulations, cool beans, but to most school beans. Trying to dodge STDs, living off government cheese. Trust the government, please. Not even if it was me. Sitting in the Oval Office as Commander in Chief. Trying to give us this free, but there's a nigga in my ear saying, You got it, Superman, you ought to keep it here. Get this distinctly clear, I'm all about jetting. Raps come to Kente without the half stepping. A new chapter, back with new lessons. After that, the final exam. Any questions? podcastnetwork.com Excelsior